Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Randy Shappe, hybrid road warrior from Naples, Florida. Randy has, I will get this, folks. Randy has over four successful decades as a sales professional in the metal roofing, post frame, and metal building industries. He's also the host of BuildingWins.Live, a weekly live stream video podcast directed to the building materials industry. Randy is truly a brand ambassador, a proven promoter of his own manufacturer's brand, his personal brand, and his podcast brand, Road Warrior Randy. Randy has mastered the hybridization of being an old-school road warrior with the facets of this new normal we find ourselves in today. Virtual, video, social media, and podcasts, both as host and guest, has allowed Randy to practice his much-discussed philosophy of developing force manipulators. Randy has combined the ability to augment all of the benefits of old-school in-person relationships and building with a hybrid approach using technology to his advantage. Man, I'm fascinated to learn more about this. Randy, welcome to the podcast. Ian, well, hey, th- thank you. I mean, I-, I was almost impressed with myself there for a minute. That was well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful bio, sir, and you should be very proud. Four well, decades of selling. Not many well, of us can say that. Well, and you know, Ian, to be, to be brutally honest, I, I didn't really think I had any, but I, I recognized when I, I decided to put all that stuff up on LinkedIn and do other things uh, quite some time ago that I do have a bit of vanity left in me, which I didn't think I had because I could, I could call that five decades if I wanted to, and it would be legit, but that just sounds like old, old, old. So I, I think four sounds good enough, don't you think? I was going to say, did you start when you were eight years old, Andy? Randy, I like that. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish that was a game. You had a paper route. You were in sales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're being very, you're being very kind because uh, I started when I was 16 uh, out on job sites and uh, you know, in my industry. So uh, you know, car- carrying lumber and getting yelled at by all the older guys, as in like 18, 19, 20, right? But I was the young kid, so. Um, but it, yes, you 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 nailed it. I've been doing this forever, and. Uh, uh, I, I, I like to believe it's because I, I've learned to know what I'm doing. Either that or uh, I can't figure out anything else to do. But either way, it's, uh, it's been a blast. And, uh, you know, I, I truly, one, one thing that I talk about a lot, Ian, is, is uh, you know, love what you do and do what you love. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I, I have zero desire to stop doing what I do. You know, it's just, God, it's just a good time. You know, Randy, when we find the the right lane to be in in our lives, no matter if you're younger or older, 
or, or really old like you and I, when you find <laughs> that right lane, stick to it because that's where you were meant to be. And and sounds like you, my friend, have done that. And and like, how did you? I love everyone's backstory. I truly love what got them started. How did you get into sales, Randy? I mean, four decades. Is this is this real? Come on. Oh, it is. I, I can tell you exactly how how I got into it because it started way back, you know, way back in 1960. Let me think about this. 64, 1964. I was eight years old. Don't do the math, please, because we don't. We we're going, we want to leave a little mystery here. How old I really am? But uh, back in 1964, I grew up on this little farm in the middle of Michigan. 165 acres, cash crop, a few cattle, a couple sheep. And I remember one evening, Ian, and I can remember still today how this started. So my dad had a farm, and at that time he was selling uh, seeds, so, you know, seed corn and wheat and soybeans and whatever else he was selling. And we was having supper. It was, a, it was a May evening. I remember it was humid, warm in mid-Michigan for the time of year. And he goes, when you get done eating... He said, Randy, he says, uh, he actually said Rand because that's what he always called me. He said, go grab a couple holes out of the garage. And I go, okay. Anything to do with dad, we're four and a half miles out of town. I had no neighbors. I was the only child. So short story of all this is we went to the bean field and we started hoeing the weeds out between the rows. And I was happy to be there for 10 minutes. And then I finally said to my dad, why are we doing this? Because we, you know, you, you have a cultivator on the tractor, right? You, you cultivate the rows. I don't know why we're doing this. And then I realized I was in for the lesson, right? Uh, I had a lot of those. And uh, he explains to me, you know, we, we do a lot of planting. And then we do a, we are plant, planting and then planting. And then we cultivate, which we're doing now, so that we can get the best harvest we can get. And he said it's it's important to get every bit that we can get out of every effort along that way. And he said, it's, it's, it's part of farming. And that stuck with me all through the years that sales is farming. It's just that we're farming for business, farming for relationships, but we're, we have no seasons, right? Because we're doing it all the time and we're doing all aspects of the, of the planning, the planting, the cultivating and the reaping, uh, with different, we're different levels with different customers. We're even sometimes now we're even we're doing we're doing different things with the same customer with different product lines, right? So that's where I got started with with, with selling. Uh, was was learning from my dad, and then I could we could go on. We we learned I learned relationship building from my dad uh, a year or two later uh, when when we delivered seeds when we should have been planting our own seeds, but the customer called and trying to get his crops in before the rain. So we dropped everything, took off, delivered his seeds for him. And I remember asking my dad, and I said, I don't understand something. We have to get our own crops in. So why did we do that? And he says, real easy, son. He said, we promised Walt that if he did business with us, we would take care of him. This was his time of need, and we had to be there. And I'm talking about this now 55-odd years later, Ian, and it obviously stuck. And so that's where, that's where it started, if you, if getting right down the bottom line. That's where I first became a sales guy, and it's where I first became a relationship-type sales guy. Randy, I love what you said. Lessons from dad are precious. They, they, they truly, truly are. Your dad, I, I mean, I, that was a lesson. 
you know, planning. We all got to think about it in sales and in business, folks. Planning. You know, we've got to be planting, which could be considered prospecting. We've got to cultivate and nurture those relationships, and then you will reap the harvest from all of that hard work. And, and it's your work's never done. You've got to keep that cycle going. And as you said, Randy, there's, there's no, uh, you know, do it when the the, the sunshine is, is out there. It, it's a it's a twelve month uh, gig for all of us in sales. I love exactly. that gave you your promises, your word. I think back to Randy, one of the things my dad used to say, and we're a Scottish family, we're immigrants from Scotland. My dad used to say in his Scottish accent, son, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. <laughs> and so that, that was one that stuck with me in my mind. Yes. I'm going to do something, better get right behind it. Don't just kind of do it, completely do it, right? So we exactly. love from dad, Randy. That, that's sweet. That's wonderful. So, sir, can you comment for our listeners? on this statement, because I know you make a big deal out of this on, on, on all of your content. Relationship versus trust. What do you mean? Well, and I love that question because I used to believe, and, and I'm in a revolving, and I think this is important, because as, as a little bit elder in this world uh, of selling that I am, you, you think that you would just settle in and you just are what you are. I'm, I'm learning and revolving after four plus decades, Ian, I used to believe it was all relationship, period. You just built relationships. You build relationships. It's almost like the field of dreams. And sooner or later, they'll come. And, and in a lot of cases, that works well. In a lot of cases, that's true. But there's also the trust part. And they are two different things. I didn't used to believe that. I used to think relationship was it. But you can have a relationship and not necessarily have a lot of trust, but you're not going to have much of a relationship without trust. And so I, I really kind of transformed my thinking a little bit over the last few years and realized that the first thing I have to do is to build the trust because the first call that I make on a customer, the first, you know, whether it's in person, whether it's virtual, whether it's uh, on the phone, whatever the case may be, that first time or two, he's going to develop before there's a relationship, before we've even met, he's going to develop or understand, can I trust this guy? Is Randy going to do what he says he'll do? You know, I, I called him at 4.30 in the afternoon. He says, I may not have an answer till morning, but I'll have you an answer early in the morning as possible. And I call back and give that answer. Good answer or bad answer, but I've got an answer. may not be what he wanted, but it's, it's, it's what was true and doable. All of a sudden, you started building some trust. And so... I think if I have to answer that now in my own mind and now answering it to you uh, on this podcast, I would say trust has to come first. Sometimes it comes even at the same time. Sometimes you build those uh, congruently together. But I, I think that uh, there, you must build that relationship over the long term because I think many people a lot smarter and a lot longer in, in this world of doing this kind of thing than I have said many a time that people, all things being equal, people like and prefer to buy from whom they they like and trust, right? Like and trust. I think both are, are important, but and I think they're both equally important in my mind. But, Ian, I think that you have to start, for me, new, new client that I never met, I'm not going to have a relationship for a while. They may not let me in for a while, right, into their inner sanctum, if you will, but I can gain their trust whether we become pals for a while, whether we go have a glass of Cabernet together at a burger 
for a while, whether I get invited to their kids' wedding for a while, that may or may not ever come, but they can always trust me. And so yeah. uh, I, I've had a transformation in my thinking over the years. It's, it's a big one, Randy. I, I really, really enjoy what you said. I, I mean, there's a number of things you said there that I'd like to reiterate for the listener. Uh, we're never done learning. Evolve, evolving always. And, and we've been both at this for a long time, you and I. And if we stop learning, we think we've got it all figured out. We're already on our decline. Right? So, exactly. so having that thirst to learn and keep growing and because the world's changing, it, it's never done. It's it. There's no. There's no way you can tick that box. It's a work in progress forever. Exactly. I love the, the importance and how you frame trust, Randy. Like, if you want a good, trusted, loyal relationship, pave the road to that relationship with trust. How do we do that? Lots of different ways. Randy pointed one out. Keep your word when you make a commitment. Keep the commitment, even if it's not great news. When's the best time to give a customer bad news? Sooner or later. Way sooner, yeah. right? So Way they can plan accordingly, right? So uh, lessons from a couple of uh, old professionals uh, for you younger salespeople out there today. I, I hope you take that one to heart. It's a big one. So, Randy, you, you, you're a branding man. Like You are truly you know, a brand ambassador on many fronts, right? Uh, of course, you, you, you've got your, your manufacturer's brand, your personal brand. And you're all over LinkedIn. I, I, you're everywhere, and I love everything you do. And your podcast brand. So you've got a lot going on, and you find a way to get it all done. So can you explain a little bit for our listeners, Randy, uh, being an independent manufacturer's rep versus being a company salesperson, how do those two differ? What are the pros and cons? You know, the, I look at it this way. I, hey, I guess number one, I first and foremost, I'm a business of my own, okay? I, I contract to represent brand A, B, C, and B. Uh, you know, and, 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 and for people that don't understand how that works, we're typically contracted uh, for a territory and a commission rate. And we, uh, as a buddy of mine often says, we eat what we kill, right? So if, if, if I sell a lot, you pay me a lot. If I sell nothing, you pay me nothing, right? So there's a highly vested interest for me to grow my business. But once that relationship's established, my relationship with my manufacturers is no different on a day-to-day basis than a company employee uh, a representative would be. I, I talk to the same people, have the same conversations, get invited to the same meetings, uh, go to the same dinners and golf outings. Nothing different other than the relationship as I'm a 1099 uh, a, a contractor. Uh, a contractor as a as opposed to an employee um but so from from the standpoint of working with the manufacturers there, there's there's really no difference on a day-to-day basis but the big difference is it allows me to represent many different manufacturers within my industry and i think that brings i feel it brings some value not only to my manufacturers but value to my customers because I can be um, everything they need. And that's not true. I'm never going to be everything, right? But, but, but I'm going to have a broader source of, of product offering to, to bring to my customers. So at the end of the day, I hope, I believe, I talk about that maybe that brings me a little more value to them or, or, or brings more value to them because they can call me and say, um, 
here's what I'm looking for. Do you have it? And, and, and you talk about trust and relationships. I, I started a, one of my uh, sayings that I've had on some of my, my banners at trade shows that on my own uh, distributor shows that I do. Uh, if we, if we ain't got it, source one marketing in my rep agency, if we ain't got it, you don't need it. <laughs> it's a joke because ah. obviously there's some things that I don't have, but I love one of my favorite calls, believe it or not. And it doesn't even lead to a sale, but it's when a customer calls me and says, Randy, I don't know if you have this, but I thought of you first. Do you, or do you know where I can get it? I love that because they thought of me first. And I will go out of my way. I will probably sometimes work harder to help them find what they need, even though it's not going to be something I sell them personally. than if it's something I have, because I want to be that guy for them, right? It's that trust. It's that relationship. Call Randy, and he'll get it done for you somehow, if he can. And, uh, and so that, that's, that's probably the biggest differences um, between, between a company guy, nothing wrong with the company route either. If, if I'm not knocking on that by any means, that fits for a lot of people. You, you've got to have a little different, uh, word I want to use intestinal fortitude, probably to be a rep, uh, especially early on in the years, because I remember the first time I, I started, I went from a company guy to being a rep and it was like, this is what I wanted to do. It was a great opportunity didn't have a whole lot of money saved up to be going into this crazy thing. And yep. all of a sudden when you're buying your own hotel rooms and your own flights, and your own rental cars and Hey, you want to go grab some dinner tonight? Oh yeah. Can I bring a couple guys? Absolutely. Uh, that's all your money, right? It's not on yep. anybody else's expense. And that could be a bit daunting at the start, but you know what it does. You better have some belief in yourself to begin with and you better gain momentum in the belief department and, 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 and have a massive amount of belief in yourself or, 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 or you probably don't want to go that route because you'll drive yourself crazy. But that's, you know, that's, that's the major difference. I don't know if I answered that well enough, but that's, that's the big differences. Absolutely. And, uh, right. I mean, truly what the, the, the manufacturer's rep route compared to, you know, the company sales rep route, the sales rep route's got group benefits, so he gets his expenses paid for. There's probably a bit of a base and a commission. Eventually, you got to perform, no, no question. And, and right. maybe there's some longevity to that waiting period. Maybe it's a few months or a few more months, depending on your pipeline. But when you cut and go on your own, you're hoping that parachute opens the minute you drop, jump out of the plane and you're spending money before you're making money, so you better believe in yourself. I love how you framed that. Um, and, and you're right. When you, when you are a manufacturer's rep, to, to, to a large degree, you can choose, you can decide, what else does your customer set need? Oh, they buy that as well. That's a complementary part of the, the equation. So you can, you can add a few things to your line and, and, and offer more of a complete solution and and you've you've heard this yourself, and and that's you know first of all congratulations. When a, when a customer says to you, Randy, I need X, Y, and Z, do you carry anything like that? You've been given something very precious, sir. It's called the first right of refusal. You have exactly. earned that through your relationship and your trust. And guess what? Whoever, if you can't do it, and and there's been many times for both of us where we don't have that. 
you refer that to someone else, that someone else is now completely endorsed because they came from Randy, right? So, right. so that is that is something that you earned through hard work and and treating, you know, keeping promises and, and, and building trust on an ongoing basis. So, again, well done. So, as a brand ambassador, and you are, you truly are a brand ambassador. Uh, you spent a lot of effort promoting the brand of Randy. In addition to your manufacturers, brands, and you know the podcast, etc., why is this the case? Why do you focus so much on that, Randy? What? Well, because I think there's only one thing, in, and I don't care what industry and any of the listeners in. It doesn't matter what you're selling, in regardless of how big an industry or how small an industry. They're all small industries to a sense, and what I mean by that is every product that I represent every product that I sell and I mean product as in a product group a type of product I'm not the only place to get it they can right. get everything I have from numerous other places and you know what I believe and I can give you the dog and pony show all day long about why I think mine better you know so to speak and, and I think in most cases it is I believe it is you have to believe it and I do believe it I, I can paint that picture as good as anybody but at the end of the day, the competitor's product will work, okay? And so the only thing that I have that's unique is me. That's it. That is the only thing I have. And I think that, and, and it's this funny thing. I, I, I did, a, I did a, a video back a while ago. I was just playing around. I thought it was fun. I did, went really bold, and I said, hi, my name is Randy Chafee, and out of 8 billion people in the world, I am the best. And I just looked at the camera for a minute and said, at being me, right? At being me. There is no, nobody. Nobody does it better than that, right? And so if I can get in a situation where you trust me, you like me, you, want to, you, you just want to do business with me if you can, I'm going to win now because nobody's going to be Randy better than me. They may try, but they're not going to be me. And so if I can get you to want that relationship and, 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 that way, when, when we get into the, the, the products, I'm blessed to represent some incredibly great products, top-shelf products in my industry. And so when you combine, not only do I have what I feel, or at least a company, a product that you know and recognize as, as a leader, uh, you have me that's got a year's worth of, of experience. Um uh, and in, in, in building your business, see, that's the other thing that, that, that the Randy brand will bring you is not just a product. I, I, I'm interested in building a relationship, building a long-term relationship where I'm going to help you with any knowledge and expertise that I've gained over the four-plus decades in, in, in this crazy industry. You, it's all yours, right? That's part of what you get with, with Randy, right? And, and so I try to paint that picture to people and People, I don't care if it, I'm in the B2B world, right? Business to business. But I, I don't, I almost don't like that term because it's all P2P in 99% unless you're maybe with government, gigantic government trillion dollar deals, right? Most things, even if they're multiple million dollar deals, it's still a buyer and a sales guy or some resemblance of that, right? And it's still people selling to people. And there's got to be some trust and relationship there. And so I think that the sooner I can build that with that customer and the long-term, that long-term relationship is going to go on uh, way past product, way past issues, way past uh, 
problems that come up uh, because they understand, you know, okay, you had a problem, but but Randy takes care of it. And, and I think that's the key. So I, and, and like I said, I can, I do a lot of promoting of my manufacturers because they spent millions of dollars over the years marketing and promoting themselves. So it's silly not to, uh, A, not to t- take advantage of that. And B, I owe that to them because I do represent them, right? But I want you to think of any products in this industry. The first and foremost thing I want you to think of is, like I just said, mentioned a minute ago, I got to call Randy and see if he's got this or knows where to get it. And if you can accomplish that, um, I'm not saying it's easy, but it becomes very fruitful. It becomes fun. And you become uh, uh, something that we all talk about, Ian, uh, in, in, in the world of sales. If you've been doing it a while, is you become the trusted advisor, right? Once you're the trusted advisor, you're no longer a sales guy. Right? I don't want to be your salesman. I don't want to be your sales rep. I want to be your trusted advisor that you can come to at 7.30 on Saturday evening because you're working on something. Have you got two minutes? Yes, I do. What do you got? Right? That's the goal. And if you can get there, uh, the business will follow. So you can't put the cart before the horse. Too many guys want the business first and want to be trusted like the advisor, whatever, whatever, whatever later. Yeah, you got it wrong. I'm sorry. You got to pay your dues yeah. on that one, right? You got to pay your dues. I totally agree, Randy. I love how you said that. That you know, we we have only one reputation, and whether we take responsibility for it or we just sort of act it, there's a big difference. So if you take responsibility about it, you care about what you represent. You care about who you are and what it means to people. So building uh, a brand of integrity, of a personal brand, it's huge. And you're right. Everyone's got a product. It might be similar. It might have a little exclusive. It might be a different price, different color, shipped quicker yep. or slower. So there's a way I call that commoditization, right? The products right. and even services to some degree get commoditized because of similarities. There's not enough differentiation. However, what you're talking about, Randy, and all salespeople, please take note of this. You can differentiate with the relationship. And, and that, is, that is a wonderful thing to happen. If you want to be the best salesperson you can be, go find a bunch of customers where you've earned the right to be, as Randy said, their trusted advisor. That's truly the tale of the tape. It, it, it absolutely is. So well said, Randy. So like well, hybrid, you. when we talked about your, yeah, and I had to say the word without like, you know, twisting on my tongue, hybridization. I don't know. Try and say that four times after <laughs> a glass of cab trap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it after no cab, so. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So that was my job on this one. How can you explain what you mean, Randy, by the hybrid sales model? What do you mean? Well, it, it's relatively simple. I'm, I, am, I was the, the, uh, the ultimate uh, road warrior. I was... the guy that got up every single day, which I did today, early in the morning, on flights, jumping in a car, different hotel every night, you know, kissing babies and bro-hugging and and doing some coffee for breakfast and pizza pie lunches and a burger and a Dr. Pepper in the evening, uh, whatever, you know, road, building relationships, different place, different city, different state, week after week after week. That was my juice. And that's what I did forever. 
And I was good at it, and I loved it. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait to get out on the road again. And then COVID hit. And all of a sudden, I went from being the guy in front of everybody, with everybody, seeing their little kids going out to the barn and you know, getting introduced to Randy the cow. And that really did happen. The two little girls and one of my customers here to go introduce me to their cow, and they named him Randy. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of big. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the cow died, and the next time I came back, I said, so, hey, how's, how's Randy the cow? And he said, oh, he died. I didn't have the heart to ask him if they ate him, because I thought that might be yeah, exactly. Exactly. traumatic. But, but yeah. so all of a sudden, I can't go anywhere. And so I get home, and I start reading, and I start looking at webinars and seminars and training myself, because I felt for a long time, Ian, that maybe there's some force multipliers out there. I, I, I'm traveling a lot, but I still see four or five people a day at best, usually, and I do the phones and the windshield time and all the stuff that we're all trained to do. But isn't there a little better way? But I just loved what I was doing. It was working, working very well. All of a sudden, I had no choice. So what I did is started looking, studying, learning. And uh, I, I got involved with uh, some podcasts that I was watching, learning about how to uh, – this, this new term was coming out. Uh, the new normal and mm. this idea that you could do everything virtually. Just start doing Zoom meetings. What the heck? What's a Zoom meeting? I didn't even know what it was. Teams, Google something. Or, uh, what is all this stuff, right? But I guess I better figure it out. And all of a sudden, I'm talking to people and showing products and doing demos. Then I'm doing um, videos for a product. Sending a guy a text or an email saying, hey, I wanted to send you a quote. Here's line three and four, and I've got the quote in front of me, right? I'm starting to do more and more of that stuff and finding ways to be in front of my customer and try to give them the, the Randy experience that I, I tried to live for years, but I couldn't do. And then where the hybrid came into play, uh, Ian, was this. About a year or so into that, a little bit back, remember we could go back on the road there for a while and then all of a sudden we couldn't again and it, it was just yeah. in and out, up and down. Well, yep. back on the road one. Oh, Randy's back, right? This is what Randy does. He gets back on the road. But then I couldn't again. But I also learned to enjoy guesting on some podcasts like we're doing today. And I thought, maybe, well, let me back up. Then there's this school of thought that we're never going to travel. Nobody's ever going to go out of the house again. Never going to go see anybody in person. I didn't buy that for a second. Because in my industry, especially, we are very much, you know, glad handing and bro hugging and, 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 and relationship building in person, right? So I started looking at both and how do I bring the two together? How do I, how do I, when I can't travel, how do I put myself out there more so people see Randy every day? And that's why I started guesting on podcasts. And I go, you know, I'll do more social media. I'll do walk and talks. I'll pop up things with my family. Anything that I think might be of interest, both business and personal, uh, industry news as well as personal. But people do want to know you personally as well as, as mm -hmm. just the guy that happens to know what a screw is, right? But, and then this crazy idea popped in my head is I've been doing this a long time. I know a lot of people. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do my own podcast. I can go to the industry and, and, and bring some guests and, and when we can talk about industry things, whatever those are. Um, and so I really developed this a hybrid way of doing it, which combined being on the road when I need to and can and want to, uh, or being at home in my home office 
uh, with the lights and the microphone and, and, and doing some podcasts and still being in front of tons and tons and tons of people just virtually as opposed to personally, but only today or tomorrow or next week for the next two weeks, not forever. And so I, I really developed this concept for myself that I can do both. So when I'm on, I did a talk a couple of weeks ago at, a, at an association meeting and talked about hybrid selling. And one of the questions was how much time do you spend uh, as a percentage, you know, with, between the old school way and the new school way. And I said, that's mm-hmm. an easy, easy, easy answer. When I'm at home, it's a hundred percent, right? Cause I'm at home. It's a hundred percent virtual. I'm doing virtual all day long. I'm guesting on podcasts. I'm doing my own podcast. I'm, I'm doing videos. I'm, I'm, I'm doing whatever I'm doing all in a virtual, uh, new age, new school way, if you will. But then when I go on the road, it's 50, 50, because when I'm on the road, I'm still going to see uh, all the number of people that I typically see three, four, five people, depending on how the schedule goes. Right. And if I, we get done with this, uh, this evening, I'm going to meet somebody for dinner. Uh, but also during the day, I'll do two or three videos on the road, a couple, three posts on the road, uh, maybe, maybe jump on a podcast like we're doing right now, right? I'm staying in a hotel bar in downtown Louisville as we're, as we're talking, right? Well, literally get done. This would be what I would call more new school, right? Uh, I'm literally going to get an Uber the second you and I say goodbye, and I'm going to be across town doing old school again. Right. So it's back and forth. It's back and forth. It's in and out, whatever makes sense at the moment. And I'll tell you, it, it opens up so many avenues. Uh, instead of seeing or being in communication with three or four people personally, and maybe five or eight or 10 people that I might call during the day, I'm, I'm out there in front of thousands of people while I'm riding down the road in my car. Or while I'm standing in my hotel lobby or, or hotel room looking out over the city uh, or whatever the case may be, right? So it really is a, is a force multiplier is a term I like to use, Ian, because it, it, it allows me to be so many more places at the same time. I'm, 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 I mean, literally, if I'm riding on the road, why can't I flip on and do a quick video and talk about a product or talk about a show I'm coming up or talk about a thought that popped in my, my goofy little head, right? And and, and, and every time you do that, you're just force multiplying. And that's, that's basically in a relatively long version uh, of, of what I, I mean when I talk about that. That's awesome. I mean, it speaks, Randy, I go back to something you said a little earlier about all, always be evolving and, and, you know, adaptive. And that's clearly what you've been able to do. You've taken the old school quality of, you know, face-to-face relationship development, nurture and building of trust, which really happens best, you know, face-to-face. There's no question. Right. There will never be a question about that in my mind. But you've added to that the, the potential and the leverageability of quantity. So getting both of those to work for you, uh, there, there's some science, but there's a bit of art there as well. So congratulations, Randy, and I'm figuring that on that out. Like, wow. While I'm on the congratulations note, I have to congratulate you because I've, I've done a few myself, but you have a new book coming out in the first quarter or early Q2. Uh, and, and so congratulations. It's like having a, a child or a grandchild. Well, 
maybe more like grandchildren for you and I these days, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Which is fantastic, right? That is just so, it's an accomplishment you should feel definitely proud of. It. And I, I want to sign coffee as soon as they're out. Uh, that's my you have, if you, yeah, That is, a, that is a fair ask, and you will have one, my friend. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So I've got to ask you, what inspired you to write it, and what can readers expect to get from it? We'll talk about where they can get it later, but like, what yep. was the inspiration and what is the outcome, do you think? The, there, there's probably two or three inspirations. One is I think we all have a bit of desire to leave a little bit of a legacy, whether it's a good or bad one, but, but, but something, so that people beyond us, whether it's my kids or grandkids, or in my case, I've got, got a great-grandson now, um, who, who, let's face it, he's... I'm, you know, I hope to be around a long, long time, but I'm not going to be around when he's 30 or 40. Uh, so, you know, is, is there a legacy for him to remember who I was, what I was about? Whether has he, whether he ought to be in sales or not, it doesn't matter. Just what was this, what was this guy about that you all talk about? And uh, I partially to pay tribute to my dad, who we've talked about. I talk a lot about him in the book, uh, or am talking about it. It's, it's not completed yet quite. But uh, and what I but what, some of the things we talked about earlier, I go much more in detail at the start. We go back to my days on the farm in much more detail, and the lesson I learned uh, from him, a lesson I learned early on in my sales career, the mistakes that I made, and 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 being a, being an old school road warrior, and then I walk us through to these last two or three years, and 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 in a much more in-depth version than what we just talked about of the things that I've done. Uh, I'm not saying I'm right on any of them or all of them or some of them, but I'm, I'm going to explain to the readers um, what I've done in, in much more detail and, how, and, and the benefits that I've, I've seen from it. And to be really honest, the relative ease there is to do it if you follow three phrases, very easy phrases that I use on almost everything, every most I do, every show I do, uh, is love it, live it, and own it. And, and, and if you love it, you live it, and you own it. It's really not that hard to do. It, people think I spend a lot more time doing virtual social media stuff than I really do. Because, A, I've, I have got it down to a bit of a science, which I'll talk about in the book. Uh, maybe save some people a lot of, you know, a year's worth of effort trying to figure out certain things. Uh, and then you can just massage them to suit your own, you know, desires. But also, I, 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 I want to talk about the value and the benefit that has brought me. Uh, and, 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 and it's just, it's just fun. And probably the other thing is I have guys ask them to talk about where do you find content? What kind of content should you use? Now it plays differently in different industries. I understand that. And you gotta, you gotta work on that from your own background and experience. But I, there's so much content out there. If you just have your head on a, on a swivel, right? And you're paying attention and you're involved in the industry, you're involved in your life. And it's not just a job. It's what you are, who you are. And you gotta be balanced. I'm not saying that you all work. I'm just saying that if you're involved all the time, you'll see content, you'll see ideas. I am constantly jotting down little notes. I got to write something about that. I want to. I'm going to do a video about that. Uh, I, I'm working on an article. I'm going to start writing some articles for a for, for a magazine. 
in the industry. And it was interesting. I did a post today, and the the publisher of this magazine sent me a quick. That sounds like an article to me, right? So you know, it that stuff's there. It's kind of like it's like I, I finished with that whole long version, uh, and it's like content is there, things to do, things to step out and try. If I use the black Buick. When my wife first got a black Buick many, many years ago, I knew what a Buick was, and, but I didn't really, so we never had one. Never saw any. I don't think anybody has any, but if you want if you want to get it, it's your car. We get it. And it's a funny thing, Ian, two to three days after we bought a Buick, everybody had Buicks. Yeah. I thought, wow, we're, we're, yeah. we're inspiring the world. Well, we weren't inspiring the world. They were always there, right? It's just that we started seeing them because now we now have yeah. a Buick. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm always, I would say is always be looking for the black beauty because they're everywhere. If you just look and, uh, and, and so be engaged, being a gazer, not an exister, you know, be a, be a doer, not just a thinker, you know, like that thinker guy that stands there with his, or he is sitting on that little perch with his, with his hand. Thinking is important. Got to do some thinking and planning, but man, at some point you just got to go, that sounds like a post. That sounds like a, a, a video. That sounds like uh, an article. What, that sounds like something I should write a blog on. That sounds like something I should call and tell my customer about, right? There's always something you can do with everything if you just are open and pay attention and look for the black beauty. Beautifully said, Randy. Like paying, like, first of all, you almost made me cry. Pay tribute to your dad. That's been my inspiration my own life, my whole life. It makes him proud of me and still is. I, I've, he's been gone for 12 years now, and there's not a day that goes by that I still yep. want to make my dad proud. So huge inspiration. That's beautiful. I love what you said about live it, love it, and own it. My, I mean, one of the things that, that I love is live, love, oh, sorry, live, laugh, love, and leave a legacy. And, there you go. Wow. I mean, Perfect. you and I are kindred spirits when it comes to that. Uh, wonderful inspiration. I hope our, and I trust, I know that our listeners got a lot out of uh, this episode and listening to you. Again, my guest this week has been uh, Randy Shappy, Hybrid Road Warrior from Naples, Florida. Randy, I want to thank you sincerely, my friend, for being on the podcast today. Ian, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I've enjoyed it very much. I enjoy you. I enjoy everything you do. You are an inspiration to me as I follow you, and I really, really enjoy Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, you're going to be on my podcast before long, so that's going to, we're going to get a twofer. I love it. That's great. I'm looking forward to that, my friend. I truly am. So thanks again, You got it. And, and thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.